So, welcome to our latest episode of Engagement Zone. Um, today's an exciting episode, uh, more exciting than usual, as we have uh, one of our uh, Company of the Year winners, so Employee Engagement Company of the Year across the UK and Europe, uh, Southampton Football Club. Um, in the news this week, um, we've we've done a flurry of podcasts that will be going out. So we've had the Lionesses losing to, to the US, Wimbledon's begun, England somehow made it into the Cricket World Cup final. It's Independence Day in America, um, a lot's going on. Oh, the sun is shining and it's been shining for more than four days in, 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 the, in England as well, so that's probably newsworthy. Um, but let, let's get let's get on to our guest today. Um, our guest is Elliot Brian Jeffries. Um, he's an experienced, solutions focused HR professional um, with over ten years' experience across multiple sectors. Our paths first crossed um, at his current post as HR change manager at Southampton Football Club. Uh, as I mentioned, Southampton is a, a Premier League status football club, um, but, but has definitely gone on a journey uh, of ups and downs over the past decade. Uh, I actually used to go to Southampton um, but at college, uh, used to live there, and uh, to see where it is now from where it used to be when, when I live 500 metres away from it is, is quite something. Um, Elliot and his team were actually named, as I said, uh, Company of the Year at our awards um, a couple of years ago. Uh, and so, Elliot, how are you today? How are you? Is it? Is the sun shining down on the coast? The sun, the sun is shining down here, Matt. And um, thank you for uh, inviting me on this um, this podcast. And it'd be good to sort of share some of our experiences um, as we up to up to winning the award, uh, which was back in uh, 2017, I believe. Um, so a couple of years ago now, and just talk about that, and 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 also since since that time, because I think we've been on a quite a a bit of a journey. Um, I've been here nine years. Um, so not well, nine and a half years, so quite, quite a long time. I started the day after we won the, uh, the Johnson paint trophy when we were in league one on, on minus 10 points and, um, struggling to push our way back to the premier league. So, um, over my time here, I've seen quite a development, you know, we had about just over hundred staff then we've got over 400 staff now, um, in terms of permanent, permanent members of staff. And of course, match day staff over a thousand as well. Is it fair to say that the journey that you've been on and, and, the, and the club and the organisation's been on um, has been to try and create an award-winning, high-performing culture, um, which you succeeded at, but it'd be good to, to learn what, what, what that journey looked like and where you are today as well? Absolutely. I think, um, I mean, for, for, for me, it all started, um, it all started back in, in, in 2010. I think when actually 2009 when we were taken over by um by, by Marcus Lieber and Sade from administration I think from 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 that point we didn't really have a HR team before then um it was very much a personnel functional department um of, of a couple of people and and it didn't really work so um my my, my current director of HR who um came into the organization back in 2009 um, and recruited me in early 2010 um, the two of us really ultimately created the the HR department, um, and from there we really had a vision of trying to create a culture um, and a place where people wanted to come to work, wanted to feel engaged, wanted to feel happy. Um, so we really started that HR journey really from the bottom in terms of the the, the basics. So the, the, so the first thing that probably comes to mind is when when you hear this creative culture, how on earth did you go about doing that? Because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. 
Yeah, absolutely. And in, in 2014 was where the, where, where the change really happened and where the creation really started. Because we basically had a Southampton Way, which was which was there in the background, but it wasn't really brought to life by by, by staff. So back in 2014, we um, we brought all the staff together into one room. Um, we asked them a set of questions to share their thoughts and feelings about life at Southampton Football Club. Um, and we got them to put all their words up on a board. And when they when they came and put the words on the board, what we did is we we asked them to read those words out. Um, when we got all that material, absolutely loads of material there, we've got a group of 11 or 12 volunteers from the staff group who came together and created the Southampton Way. So created a set of values, five values, um, created our beliefs and created this kind of this, 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 this culture. Now, over that period of time, we went through a whole change process, a number of changes. Um, so we brought in uh, training around the values. We changed our induction program. We changed our PDR process. Uh, we changed our recruiting. Uh, we changed the way we go out and advertise. We basically brought everything in, in line with what the Southampton Way was all about and, the, and these values. Now, what was really key here is what happened is you had a group of staff that created the values. So they really believed in it. And I think that was the, the most important part. Um, and then all the changes which came with that, they were then convinced by the change. Our leadership really drove that change as well, from the chairman down to the board to the senior management team. Everyone believed those values. They spoke about them day to day. They were part of everyone's sort of life cycle. When we brought people into, into the football club, we recruited based on that. We did competency-based um, interviewing around those values. So when people came in, they knew about the values before they even started, when they read our, ad, read our advert. Um, and when they um, were, were interviewed, we showed a big video at the second stage interview, which showed them what it was all about. So it got really people people really excited by our culture because we were just not only selling, we were obviously selling the football club to them, but they were also trying to sell their skills and knowledge to us as well. So it really worked in partnership to get the best talent into the football club. And over the course of those couple of years is where it really built up and, and obviously drove us to, to win the award back in into 2017. So, really, you got every you, the culture was born out of everybody's input. Absolutely. Um, so, big or small, there's obviously different ways of doing that. But people could see people could see the work that they'd done, the input they'd offered, and then I suppose it come come in, come to being, come into reality. And I suppose that that probably had the, a massive impact. They're seeing what they've what they put their time and effort into become become a reality. Absolutely. And I think the key is to get your purpose and direction. I mean, there's a great model, which I know I, pre I presented to you, Matt, before, is that is that how, what, and, um, and why model. Now, really understanding why, what's your purpose as, as, as an organisation, as an individual within that organisation, what do you do and how do you do it? And that really aligns to what the Southampton Way was all about, because it was about um, how we did stuff. So we did stuff in a certain way, which drove our beliefs, what we did, what we did day to day in terms of our our values and why we did it and the why was all about developing potential into excellence we know we've got a great reputation with our academy we've had that for a number of years over the past 20 to 30 years particularly over the last 10 years we've had huge um you know, recognition for our for our academy and it was then translating that into our staff group so bringing people in developing people from the beginning and 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 mirroring the same stories as our academy players which people can resonate really quite clearly to to um a staff member who came in and developed we've got so many great stories of people that have developed from the bottom of the organization right to the top my journey myself coming in as a, a very junior sort of hr coordinator to taking on a 
um, the, the interim um, HR director role while my uh, current uh, HR director was on maternity leave. That those 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 kind of journeys, and there's so many within the football club, have, um, have really proved that 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 why that potential into excellence, the, the reason why Southampton way exists, is truly there. And I think the second part of that is yes, staff creation is incredibly important, and it, staff creating themselves and owning it because if they created themselves, they really own it. But the second key part of that is around leadership and having the right spearheads at the top of the organization that actually believe in it and deliver it behaving behave in that way show those behaviors but also um you know have that connection with staff as well so there's no that that gap is then reduced between between the, the leadership team and the staff group ensuring clear communications ensuring open transparency and ensuring you've got that empathy there and, and there's if you've got empathy within those values, um, we had respect with and unity within ours. Um, so what that did is, if we were really truly living that respect and unity, management and staff were one, and they were working to, working together. And I think if they, if staff were convinced by the leadership, um, and the, the the values were there, which they created, you really had a unique formula, which developed that that what and that how to ultimately drive towards that overall sort of mission and the why of potential to excellence. Now, now it'd be remiss of me for some people listening in not to ask this question. Do you think it, it, it this carried straight through from from backroom and and the and the, and the club to 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 on field playing playing an academy to staff as well? Absolutely. So those values are really driven through um, the football side of the organisation, through the academy, um, and through the first team. I mean, if you look back back in two thousand six and sixteen, and we had three or four top uh, top, set, uh, top ten finishes within the league um i think one year in 2016 um we finished sixth that was that was that was not a fluke you know that was at a point where we were developing a culture where everybody everyone bought into it everyone was contributing to what was going on and on those um you know 38 games a year and 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 19 home fixtures that we have a year everyone was contributing to that and that's what that's what eventually you saw that play out on the uh football pitch and it'd be fair to say that you were operating at a different uh uh financial level to a, a man city a, a manchester united uh, when it comes to, to to budgets yeah absolutely because we're we're self-sustainable as an organization yeah um and i think that with with that comes a responsibility to to, to manage your your budgets appropriately and our, our, our model kind of really worked for that because what we did is we developed that talent in we bought really good players um we developed really good staff um, and you know they've gone on to be bigger and 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 brighter things for for, for them, which is beyond the the kind of the remits of what of what, what we can offer, which which ha- which happens. I think it also just highlights the fact that any any type of business uh, anywhere in the world, despite budget, can create uh, an award, you know, a culture that is high performing and can compete at the very top of its industry. Um, and that's what you've gone to do, you know, from a, from again, from a layman's perspective, or if you just take your, you know, the whole point of developing excellence within the academy, um, if those that don't know, um, if Southampton had kept, kept their players, um, but was very, very hard to do in, in, in professional sport. And uh, when you have the, like, the, the likes of Man City and their, and their, their spending potential, um, they'd pro- Southampton would probably won the league if they kept all the academy players because they're all playing like Van Dijk or Van Dijk um, uh, Chamberlain, Oxley Chamberlain, and Bale, and all, all those kind of world class players now have all come through uh, and then moved, gone on from Southampton, haven't they? So it's obviously obviously works. 
Um, but, but back to the Southampton way and, and, and what you've developed and, and, uh, and nurtured. Um, since, since the win, have there been any challenges? Um, because obviously it doesn't just stop. Uh, it's a living, living entity. Completely. I mean, we had um, for, for three or four years, we had over 90% engagement score um, coming on our, on our engagement survey. Um, which was an incredible achievement, and I think um, with any engagement strategy, you've, you've really got a three-year life uh, life cycle. Um, so you've got that kind of introduction, you've got it flourishing, and then you've got the point where it actually starts to dwindle a little bit, and you, that's when you need to start to reevaluate it. So you think the actual time time on that? Then you reckon you, there's, there is a th- it's three years? You think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think for us that was true in the sense that around 2017. That's when things started to, to to change. I think in terms of in terms of performance internally, performance on the football pitch, um, we didn't really rejuvenate that. Um, in terms of our our purpose was was and that's the Hampton Way was potentially, you know, slightly different. So, um, but we, we we've been working hard to try and achieve that and, and really push that forward. And, and I think you'll see over, over the last six months, you know, with um, with our first team manager Ralph that's come in, like you can see the the, the difference on, on on that side of things. It just rejuvenates the rest of the staff group to to really push on and then believe that that Southampton Football Club you know, culture of the Southampton Way is still is still very much alive. Um, and I think it's all driven from from leadership. Now, in over three years, people are going to change. People are going to move on. Um, staff staff are going to leave. They're going to move move to other positions. Um, so naturally, the 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 composition of the staff group evolves. So the people that created those values back in 2014, you know, the percentage of people are not going to be here. So, so then becomes an opportunity, okay, what would you do then? Because actually you don't want to physically change those values. Um, what you want to do is try to evolve them. Um, and, and for us, it's taken slightly longer, I think, than we would have anticipated. I think ideally we would have liked that to, to have been sooner rather than later, but we've been doing that over the course of the last year. Um, and I think we now get into a really good place with it where we're, we're kind of in that first year again of, um, of you know, developing that, that culture and really pushing the boundaries of it. And, it, and it's still Southampton way and, and, the, per- and the values. Absolutely. Absolutely the same. It's minor tweaks. You have to, you have to tweak it. It's not, you don't have to, you don't have to you know, screw it up and put it in the bin. It's about, it's about tweaking it. It's about educating staff it's about leaders and re-educating because leadership structures change as well and, and individuals in those positions change so it's um it all might be a slightly different pathway but you just need to be able to understand that um it will change and accept that it will change um and but react to that as well and make sure that you don't lose the edge with with it because if, if you if you let it go on too long where you don't change it it will just erode it erode it and it'll be you know a thousand times harder to be able to try and get that that culture and that engagement back i, I think i think this is probably one of the the, the strongest le- lessons that we've had on the podcast to date and, and something I, I constantly chirp on about the fact that there's never a, des- a final destination with regards to engagement never you're you're on a journey and you're constantly refreshing that and the fact if you have a strong culture values and purpose that that journey is easier to navigate um and just 
to, to your point that it's um uh you know you have to put, put effort back into it you have to refresh it and rejuvenate it um but if, if there's that strong uh purpose there and, and 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 that culture that when people do leave and they come in and and they can see that they can they can jump on board that journey and help and help push it forward rather than just change for change's sake which most people hate <laughs> yeah and i think it's going back to that, that that model again i think the why you know the per the purpose shouldn't change Regardless of what happens, as long as you set your purpose, your, pur- your purpose is for the long term. The, the what you do and how you do it, that's the things that will change and evolve. Um, and if you've maintained that, that purpose um, then, and don't change that, then, then that works really well because then it, people still believe in it. It's longer term. It's set in stone. It's, it's, you know, it's not movable. So um, from, from, has it, carry on. Sorry, has it become easier to... to see a Southampton football club person on the recruitment side of things, you know, because of the values of that are there and the purpose of their kind, kind of. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 when you're, when you, when you go out to recruit, I mean, for me, having worked in the environment and worked in, in HR for, you know, almost 12 years now, um, there is a certain instinct that you get when you recruit somebody that you know whether they're going to be a culture fit or not. Um, but, but equally when you do see someone, are they, fit for the organization yeah i think there's an opportunity to you can you can definitely see that the key i think for us is around the the way the talent uh, landscape is changing in the sense that you know the it's all about employee experience at the moment um so treating the employee in the same way that you would treat your consumers um you know by being more human by stop you know not parenting them but um giving them voice giving them choice um, you know, giving them the personalization that they want, surprise and delight, and be able to give them that experience whereby there's conveniences there for everybody. Um, you know, people are motivated by by how much impact they can have both internally and externally in their lives now, um, and how they can also enhance their well-being. So if you fo- if you focus on those 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 key points when you look at talent. Um, and and you can attract people into into the environment based on those things, then it can work really well. I'm loving that you said that because this is how I got, this is how the the awards was founded. I, I come from a customer experience and uh, background, and uh, everybody the, the C-suite always got that. Yes, if you know, look after your customers, they'll say good things. They'll buy more. They'll stay longer. Um, but they just when it, when you fit to, on his head and said, "Well, why don't you look after your people because they're impacting the customer?" And if you do the exact things the payoff would be huge um got quite stupid answers quite a few years ago so i i created the the all these awards and this and th- this business to make businesses think about the employee experience um and the impact that can have on engagement and, and business performance so the fact you're saying that now is feels great <laughs> yeah absolutely um and yeah i think it's incredibly important i mean you know we've got a, a talent market at the moment which is you know for millennials um people that um will likely move on from a job within two to three years once they're in it um that come in and have an expectation of what they should receive uh both in terms of pay experience and and, and benefits and development um and if you don't react to that then you'll end up recruiting people and they'll leave relatively quickly um um you know job opportunities are there i mean i saw an article yesterday from 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 carolyn from uh, people insight and um, unemployment been the lowest rate for 44 years so there's opportunities out there for people there's, pe- there's choice for people um, and I think 
you know, in terms of well-being, I think there was an interesting stat actually the, um, that I saw in a report. I think it was by the CIPD that that said people were more willing to move jobs because of a good work-life balance than pay. Now, it shows the importance of, of work-life balance and well-being and the impact that, that individual has on their own personal experience at work that will make them attracted to an environment where they can flourish, they can grow and they can develop, but they also have an element of um, socialization and, and, um, and, and growth. And I think if you, as an organization, if you don't react to that and if you don't um, create an environment which, which hits all those points, then you're going to really struggle to keep and hold and, re- and, re- and retain that talent. Um, and people are more talented at the moment. They seem to be getting more, more talented people coming into the, into the workplace. Um, and you know you need to keep hold of them because um, it's it, 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 it is incredibly difficult. Um, but if you have that good if you have that good employee experience and treat them like you can, can treat your consumers in the same way, um, and trust them and, and don't make judgments, be human and be human, um, then hopefully that you'll get a fairly good return in terms of longevity of service um, and also in terms of productivity. Well, well, I'm very, very grateful for for you sharing with the world about the Southampton Way. Uh, you know, honest uh, in your in your storytelling around you know the positives and, and the challenges that you faced. I'm obviously hoping at some stage that you know you might we might be back on stage collecting another trophy from us uh, in, in the future. Um, uh, and I suppose I, I also forgot to say that we today we are open for entries in the UK and Europe uh, with the deadline of October the 9th to everybody that's listening. Um, so outside of work, Elliot, are you going on holiday? Have you been on holiday? Uh, what, what's new? What, 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 what are you doing outside of work? No. So, yeah, for me, it's um, yeah, it's not much not much holiday um, at the moment. So hopefully we get, get away late in the summer once the season's sort of got underway. It's a huge close season for us. It's one of the busiest periods, you know, lots of changes, um, lots of uh, plans. There's lots of infrastructure changes around, around, around the the sites that we've got um so there's lots going on um and we're obviously at the end of our financial year as well in, in, in june so um lots going on so hopefully um yeah in later on in the year i've got a, a daughter so a three-year-old daughter so hopefully i'll be able to get away with her at some point and um and get some family time in because um work particularly working in a football club this works 24 7 um it's, it's good to, it's good to get that break away with the family if you're busy in the, in, in the summer when the season's closed and, and there's not much respite during, it's yeah, it must be a challenging environment. But um, I'm even more grateful for you to give us some of your time today. So um, I would recommend anybody follow up with Elliot because um, uh, very approachable uh, guy. And um, I'm just really grateful for you taking the time to share your story and, and the Southampton Way story today. And um, good luck with with your continued efforts to to keep it keep it going. Thanks, Matt. Much appreciated. It's been a pleasure being on the uh, on the podcast with you today. Awesome. Um, so thanks very much for everybody to, who's listening. And uh, we will be back with uh, some more podcasts in the future uh, coming up with T-Mobile in North America, who've just won Employer Brand, uh, and just as many people to, to share their learnings in a, in a short amount of time to help you improve your, your workplaces. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.